Welcome, everybody. This is Ryan Stead with the Sales and Marketing Build Freedom Podcast. I have a very special guest today, Michael Norris, the CMO of UTech, who hosts a podcast called UTalk. I had to get that out of the way, so I didn't watch it. You did that well. <laughs> You'd be really happy to have you on the show today. I know it's on your show as well. A lot of fun, man. So I had to have you on mine. He's also a local Chi Town guy like myself. So welcome, man. Happy to have you on. Thanks, Ryan. I'm excited, man. We had a good conversation the other day, and I'm confident we'll have a good one today. Yeah, yeah. And you're a gamer, too. I found that out as well, which I'm, uh, you know, I, I hashtag respect goes back to my roots. Um, I think I literally probably compiled when my wife was pregnant more gaming hours than I ever had in my entire life because she went to bed at like 7 p.m. <laughs> so then, you know, like, like, oh, I'll just play an hour. And the next thing you know, five hours later, you're like, I, I, I got to go to bed. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just got the PS5, man. I've been, uh, I've been rocking it. Those things are hard to get, so I'm, I'm sorry to whatever ten year olds out there did not get their PS5 for Christmas, but I've been having a ton of fun with it. Yeah, so we'll, we will, we will go back on track. I'm, I, I love to throw people off track when I first start. I don't know why. That's not the way a host is supposed to run a show. So I'm going to make fun of myself. But Michael has ninja skills in marketing, so I'm really excited to, to dig into whether it be SEO or email copy or other things, because he's a ninja at that. So I want to do that because that is so, so critical when you're trying to grow your business to have and truly understand that. So before we go there, Michael, will you give it just a quick understanding about your background and how you got to where you're at today? Because I know you did something amazing and grew a company from only a handful of clients to to well over a hundred now. So I think that's going to be an exciting story, but also just give your background about who you are and kind of how you got to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I won't, uh, I won't belabor it. I, I hate when people give super long background stories on my podcast, but um, going back to when I was 10 years old, I promise I'm not belaboring it. Um, my parents owned a marketing agency and I always grew up saying I was never going to do that. Long story short, I ended up in the same thing. I graduated college as kind of a fallback. I went to their agency for about a year. They taught me everything that they knew. And I, I've always wanted to do my own thing, though. So I, I got out of there. I uh, came over to an agency named UTech, which is where I'm currently at. I've been here for about six years. Um, when I started, we had about 10 employees. And uh, really, we were more of a web design development company at that time than we were a full scale digital marketing agency, which is what we are today. And uh, it's been fun, man. It's been a fun ride. Uh, you know, my CEO is, he just won Forbes 30 under 30. So he's, nice. he's a young guy too. And uh, we've, we've been making waves. Uh, we went from one little office in, in Naperville with 10 people, like I said, to uh, acquiring my parents' agency that I mentioned before last year, uh, which was uh, amazing. I, I can't even tell you what that, something like that's like. Um, and now we've got two locations, uh, one in Scottsdale, as well as the one in Naperville. We've got over 60 employees, a few hundred clients, and we're opening a third office in Dallas this year, hopefully. Wow. Awesome yeah. growth, man. Fantastic. Yeah. And points for uh, not, not going too deep into the origin story uh, <laughs> you know, or the, uh, the epiphany bridge story. I, I think I might have been one of those people that talked a little too long online. I don't remember quite. But, no, I don't hey, think so. I don't think okay. so. I was okay. I was, I was teetering, though. I was probably teetering. But, uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, okay, so that, that's awesome. So Walk me through exactly like how you did that, how you scaled that growth. And, you know, we'd just love to hear anything that you kind of learned along the way to help folks yeah. as we're trying to rapid scale their growth or their careers to 
to apply to themselves as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I was the 10th employee. Um, at the time I was working specifically on, on one account and, um, I was one of the only employees at that time who did anything in the marketing realm. We were really more of a web design company than we were marketing. So um, we got a, a big client. I was brought in to just work specifically on that client and do social media, PPC, SEO, content writing, pretty much everything, digital marketing that falls under that umbrella for them. And you know, it was a little bit of a feeling out process. I'm not going to lie. It, you know, it was, a, it was a media company I was working with. So I was producing a ton of content and trying to scale that and grow that. I learned a lot of different things. And luckily the client trusted me. And um, of course there were growing pains along the way. I didn't nail everything at first, but it was a trial by fire. You know, uh, we throw something at the wall, see if it's stuck. If it did, we keep doing it. If it didn't, we try something else. And, um, you know, luckily it worked. Um, we, we grew the site from absolutely nothing to 500,000 hits a month, uh, mostly organically. So, wow. uh, it was a, it was incredible. It was incredible accomplishments. And, um, you know, with that, uh, luckily I was able to move up in the company and we started getting on more marketing clients and those were, were much smaller scale, but we'd focus on a specific service for those. So I would take some of what I learned on the SEO side Mm -hmm. apply that to an SEO account, same thing with pay-per-click and so on and so forth. And along the way, we brought in a ton of people who were much more skilled in those areas than me, who taught me new things. And, um, you know, here we are today, we've got full blown departments for each of those different things. We've got a content department, SEO departments, PPC departments, uh, paid social media departments, regular social media departments, graphic design developments, and we kind of do everything. So how, here's the question, could you call, and I didn't want to interrupt you. How'd you go from zero to 500K hits in a month organically? Yeah, well, it didn't happen in one month. I'll tell you that. Oh, um, it didn't happen in one month. Okay. How long did it take? How long did it take to grow that? It took a period of about four years to get there. Okay. Uh, and it was, it was, it was gradual. Um, you know, at, at first, anyone who's starting out a brand new website on a brand new domain, you're not going to have the SEO to... Right. You know, and you don't have the brand recognition, you don't have anything really. So you don't have social media followers, you know. Um, but at that time, you know, this was about 2015. Social media was a very different place than it is now. It was a lot less congested as far as businesses go, uh, a lot less politics. I won't even get into that. But, um, you know, you were able to grow a following organically just by posting content. And so I was pumping out content every day. It was a Chicago-based entertainment site. It's still around today, actually. It's called urbanmatter.com check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, we expanded into a few other cities, but I would pump that content out on social media. People would like it. They start following the page. If any content did exceptionally well, we'd put some ad money behind that and augment that and, and, you know, bring in a ton of hits and, um, grow our email list, you know? Um, but really the way that we did it was kind of by viral marketing in a sense. Um, one of the coolest things we did was when the Cubs, won the world series back in oh actually we started with the blackhawks when they won the stanley cup and i want to say it was 2015 this was when the site was kind of infantile still we uh we had an article ready to go i was sitting on my couch watching the blackhawks (laughs) and it was about where the parade was going to be now i didn't know where the parade was going to be yet and no one did but what i did was i posted that article right when they won the stanley cup 
And inside the article, I just wrote like TBD, basically. Like I didn't have any info. It was very low quality content, but everyone started sharing it because I said, check back and we'll have it as soon as we do. Oh, and nice. all of a sudden reporters started, started, started tweeting it and everything. We added it back to the article. I stayed up really late that night. Um, and we, we posted it everywhere and it got shared. I mean, our, our, our servers crashed. Our site oh, couldn't wow. handle all the traffic. We had about 200,000 hits over the span of just a few hours. And um, that really jump-started everything right away. And so we did that again. The, luckily, the Blackhawks were, were pretty good. The Cubs won a World Series too. So we, we used that same strategy a couple times to, to really grow our following. But um, ultimately, since then, you know, you can't rely on growth hacks forever to sustainably grow something. So it's primarily been SEO. Um, writing on topics that we know people are searching for, answering questions, higher quality content, link building, technical SEO, you know, making sure the site moves fast, everything like that. We're in Google News, which helps a ton too. We mm -hmm. post a new article, it shows up right on top. So um, that's really, you know, sustainably how we grew it over time, over that period of four years. But there were some nice little peaks in there in the meantime. It's, I love the little little growth hack. Did you do it when the Cubs won the World Series too then? Did oh, yeah, we did. Absolutely. Okay. And I'm a Sox fan, so it pained me a little bit, but, hey, you got to do it. <laughs> well, you probably – well, it was, it was before your time, though, for when the Sox won it, right? It was in It was. Yeah, I was so, like 15 when that happened. So the funny thing is I was actually at that game in 2015. Oh, were you really? That game – it was game six they won it, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I was way up. I wasn't close and I bought tickets, I think the day of actually. Wow. Because I was like, you know what? Like, when's the next chance where they're going to be able to close out the series in Chicago? And yeah. like, Has I, it I haven't since. I through my nose for those tickets, <laughs> but I don't regret it at all. I think it was, it was an awesome decision because like it's 2021 now and they have won and the Cubs haven't won again. Yep. And the Sox haven't won and, Bears are not in good shape. I mean, they're, <laughs> no, not, but they're, they're not good, man. So, um, okay. So what would you say, Michael, that is like your ninja skill, like that you're insanely good at? Cause it sounds like you've touched on a lot of areas. And yeah. so what would you say is your ninja skill? Really SEO. Um, yeah. I got SEO down. Yeah. Okay. And so like now on top of it, like, can you share like a three to five step framework or it could be two steps, right? So that the listeners could take something away from like how you outside of growth hacks, right? Sure, outside sure. of being clever, like you did, which was awesome, right? But what what's like a, a, a repeatable process that someone could leverage if they want to take something actual away from this to boost their SEO or to boost their presence online? Yeah, well, I'll I'll give you my my general explanation of, of SEO to people breaks down into three categories, really. Okay. There's there's your content side, there's your technical SEO which is going to be your site speed and all that kind of stuff, how search engines read your site, making it easier for them. And then there's, there's your link building and authority and trust. So um, I think generally speaking, everyone understands the content portion. If you want to rank a page for any given term, you create a page on that term, make it the title of your page essentially, and write content on that. You're not going to rank something for, you know, like if, if you're trying to rank a page for brown shoes, and you're writing about apples, clearly that is not going to work. So everyone understands that portion. But um, in today's age, you know, search engines, they're really getting good. And, at, and when I say search engines, I mean Google, because that's 
it's like 90% of everything, but Google's really good at understanding what's thin content or what's been plagiarized from other sources. Can, can I interrupt you? There's a yeah. funny stat about search engines. Yeah. So guess what the number one, <laughs> guess what the number one um, search term on, on, on Bing is? Google? Yeah, it's Google. <laughs> I saw that I guess, but... and I'm like, like if someone's like, if you think you're doing bad, at least you're not, you know, the, the Bing search engine, right? Where Ouch. your is your number one uh, search term. So anyways, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, I had to get off. Of yeah, that. no, no worries. I, I love that kind of stuff. I think it's funny, but um, yeah, Google's really good at, at sniffing out content that's low effort, right? And I, I mean, that sucks for people because to really put time and effort into something, you know, it's time and effort and you don't know that it's going to pay off all the time, but um, the content side, you, you can't just take, you can't just Google something, look at the top 10 results and take a little bit from each and put it in your article. I mean, that's, you know, obviously you're rewording it, but that's not going to get you where you need to go. So you really need to put in some time. And if you can put original research into something, that's like the, the ultimate biggest thing. Now, outside of content, because again, I think that's kind of the easy portion, the technical SEO is it's in relation to making things easier for a user. But at the end of the day, what you want to always consider is that you want to make the search engine's job as easy as possible. Because when the search engine's job is easy as possible, they're going to rank you higher. So they need to trust the fact that if they're putting you number one, you're actually a good resource for that particular issue. And I'll go into trust a little bit more when we talk about links, but one of the best ways to do this and what search engines like is you telling them exactly the hierarchy of your site and how it should be crawled. And you do this with your sitemap. You do this with your robots text file, which will say what portions of your site you don't want to be crawled, all that. Mm -hmm. Now, by default, usually depending on what you build your site in, some of this might be covered. If you were to do like a WordPress install and upload the Yoast plugin, automatically you're going to have a sitemap robots text file that are you know default set up that are pretty good. They'll have a decent hierarchy and all that. What you can focus on though, as, as a, a business owner, website owner, whatever, site speed. Don't upload images that are bigger than the frame of what I'm doing right here, right? Like make sure the image is the size that you need it to be because the CSS that styles the image that will make it smaller loads after it loads the entire, the page loads the entire image. So just upload smaller images if you can. Um, Now don't upload, you know, like a thumbnail for your big hero image on your site. That's not what I'm suggesting, but you know, make sure that that those are good. You can also download tools to compress them too. Um, WP Smush is a really good one if you're on WordPress too. So I recommend that. Um, on the link building side, and let me know if I'm droning on here. I'm just, I'm just rolling. No, that's okay. All right, cool. On the link building side, uh, search engines use links as a really strong signal for that trust that I was referencing previously. So for, if you think about it, let's say I'm a website owner, you're a website owner, Ryan, for me to go to my website and decide that I'm going to create some kind of link somewhere on my site that links to your site, there's got to be a pretty good reason for me to do that, right? Yeah. I'm not just going to do like that. There, there's not a ton of benefit to me. I've got to see some kind of benefit in what you created to do that. Now, if I'm a higher authority site and I do that, like if I have a ton of links coming back to me, 
and I link to you, that link means a lot more than if I'm just some brand new website that, hey, we just threw up on GoDaddy and I started linking to you, right? So it's not just necessarily the quantity of links coming to you, also the quality of them. And that right there is the hardest part of SEO. I'll be honest with you. So hard. I mean, you can have the best content. You can have the best technical SEO. If you don't have links coming back to you, for in certain industries, especially, you're just not going to rank for anything. And so, um, you know, one of the things we've done is, is we've tried to develop creative ways of getting those links back to people's sites. Um, and, but a lot of it's, a lot of it's outreach, you know, finding, finding websites that are in your niche that aren't competitors. You know, sometimes there's a directory for what kind of business that you do, but then you got to watch out for directories because sometimes they're spammy. Um, you know, but ultimately the best way to do this, create great content that people want to naturally link to and just put that content out there and, and hope that it happens organically. That's really the best way. I know that kind of sucks, but <laughs> really that's what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It seems like that's like the, uh, it's the road that everything goes back to. If you, if you create like amazing content, it comes back. Yeah. And there's so much competition now. So let me ask you this, like what are for the business owners out there or for, for sales leaders or revenue leaders or even sales execs. So they understand like, what are the outcomes that, that great SEO creates that are like, that you've delivered like tangibly. I know you talked about the hit, you know, from zero to 500,000, but yeah. let's talk about what that means in terms of revenue and how yeah. that affects the company. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's going to depend on your industry for sure. But if you're in an industry where you at all run Google search ads or you're doing any kind of advertising, consider the fact that maybe you can rank number one for those very terms that you're bidding on that are expensive, that you're spending ad money on. And you'll just come in right below those ads organically. And a lot of people pass up the ads anyway, and they just come for that first search. So to me, I look at pay-per-click ads as, as renting. And I look at your SEO as, as buying a home and investing in it long-term and really grabbing that, you know, like let's say the whole page is real estate, right? You've got, you've got your apartments that you're renting up top and then you've got, you know, your, your higher quality homes right here. To me, you want a nice long-term investment. And that's what SEO is. It's not going to be something where you press play and you see results month one, but it's going to be one of those things that two years in, you really reap the benefits of. Like I'm saying, you know, like to go from zero to 500,000 took a very long time. But now, I mean, look at it. We don't have to spend money for any of that traffic. We write things and people come. You know, if, if we were a business and we were selling things, which now we sell merch, um, you know, people come and they buy that. So it, it, to me, that's where the big benefit is. But to put a dollar amount on it is difficult because you never know what terms you're going to rank for. You don't know the outcomes of the conversion rates of those terms, you know, right. information, yeah. all that. Yeah. Well, like, and, and I guess here's where I was coming from, like from, because, you know, there's a lot of people that, that, that are listening that want to increase revenue, right? Of course. And yeah. Like a tangible example and it wasn't with you guys, but it was with a customer I was working with that, that I'm advising. They're a tech company, probably about six million in revenue ish. And and basically they they made sales life so easy because they never had to call outbound or prospect because they had inbound leads coming in organically because their SEO was optimized. And so like that's you don't see that very often. Um, when you do though, I mean like 
that's a game changer. Cause I'm telling you, man, like I, now that I'm advising companies and, I, and they share with me, you know, what are their biggest opportunities and what are their biggest challenges? And one of the, the, the top one is always get more customers, right? How do I get more customers? How do I get more opportunities? And to have something like that optimized so that they're just flowing into you like that, is, I, I think is, is game changing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's uh, especially on, I want to say like, look at the B2B side. At any given point, you've got one to 2% of your, your target audience is ready to buy. The other 98%, probably is not. And so, yes, you can have headhunters and everything. And like we do here and we're all for that. But that other 98%, that marketing strategy, you know, you want to be able to capture them when they are ready to buy. And one way to do that is to create great content, which then kind of flows into SEO. So they search something, they recognize your brand name, maybe they've read your stuff before, maybe they're following you. Maybe they had a question one time that sort of had to do with what you do your site came up, they signed up for your email address. Well, you know, voila, well, well SEO wasn't the end touch point there. It, it kind of got them in the door to begin with. And so all those things kind of fall into it. And um, it, it's a great strategy. And, and I, we recommend SEO for every business that we work with, truthfully. I mean, not I, Google search ads are not going to work for everyone. Social media is not going to work for everyone. Email is pretty good. Email works for pretty much most anyone. But SEO too, man. SEO is just, it's great. When Think about anything that you don't know or anything that you want to purchase or you don't have a connection somewhere and you need to get something, you search for it. Mm-hmm. I, I know I do. I search for everything. I, I, can't, I probably search for 20 things today before this call, you know? That's what people do. Yeah, definitely, man. I can see that. So what do you think are the biggest mistakes that, that, that folks make when they're, they're trying to leverage a strategy? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is that's uh, a good question. There there are a few, but I think the biggest thing is um, not having a cohesive strategy, really, or not not understanding what keywords they should be going after. So I'll give you a great example of this, and I'll, I'll use ourselves as the guinea pig. So, like I said, when I started here, we had 10, 10 person company. We really wanted to rank number one for Naperville SEO, which is like the, the town we're in. And we were like, let's let's rank number one for Naperville SEO, Naperville SEO. And we've never got a single client who typed in Naperville SEO and came to our site. We ranked number one for it for a long time. And then we were like, why did we even do that? Like, it was a bad idea. There was no point in doing that. So there are always going to be those business owners who um, look at SEO as one of those things. Like, my competitors rank number one when I type this in. I need to be number one for this. And to them, that's SEO. That's not what SEO should be. SEO should be the research of what are people searching for with commercial intent? And then what's the conversion rate of people who type that search term in? That's what you want to target. And that to me is, is what you ultimately need to do is tie back those business outcomes that you're looking for to SEO. You don't want, to, you don't want an SEO agency or an SEO person on your team who's going to come to you and say like, oh yeah, we rank for hundreds of keywords, like, great. What does that mean for me? You know, how much traffic are they driving? And then what's the conversion rate of the traffic of that specific keyword? Then you know what keywords to go after, you know what to prioritize. And that to me is the biggest thing that people miss out on. That makes sense. I can totally see that where you just, you target the wrong keyword and you're just, so what was the keyword that, and you, you don't have to share this if it's a competitive uh, or proprietary 
keyword that you have, but what did you guys want to rank for it once you, you course corrected? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's now what we do is we go after particular industries. So um, we've got a ton of clients in the HVAC space, for example, and we want to rank for people who are looking for HVAC marketing help. And so like we've kind of segmented it into that. Um, basically like you chopped it up into verticals and then went. we did. Okay. Yeah. Good. We chose specific verticals. So if you look at our website, we've got um, industries on there and you can see all the different industries that we're going after. Nice. That makes sense, man. So, so Michael, we're, we're just, we're coming up on time. So where can people find you? How can they learn more about you? How can they learn about more about you tech and your podcast? You talk. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at utechagency.com. That's Y-O-U-T-E-C-H agency.com. My podcast is called You Talk. Very similar to Utech. You can understand where I might've got the name from. Check it out. I've got awesome people like Ryan on there. We have some great conversations similar to this and uh, it's a great time. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for the kind words and thank you for all your insight. It was awesome. It just truly shows, man, that like everything in business like truly comes and is geared towards that outcome, right? Yeah. Content creation is 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 just I want to say the platinum, the, the triple diamond. I mean, wh- whatever term you'd want to use, it's it's the pinnacle of what you really need to execute on to start to draw those people in. So I loved it. I loved your insight. So thanks for being on, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and it's it's tough to measure, but I promise you, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, I I mean. I could, like you said, once I saw that situation where it's like the sales reps never had to worry about like prospecting, I'm yeah. like, okay, there's something here, man. And so, um, but yeah, I would tell you same thing prior. I probably would have walked right by it and be like, yeah, it's yeah. whatever. It's a marketing buzzword. But if you don't have to worry about leads coming in, that's, that's a game changer for any business. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Ryan.